0: This is Kevin Stevens, here with Rob Centorani. Hey, Bob. Hi, Kevin. It is um, National Frozen Yogurt Day, and I know that near and dear to your
1: heart, being a big flow yoga. Huh. Yeah, I don't, I don't eat yogurt, ever. So there's that. Yeah. I don't want to ruin it for everyone else, though. I mean, by all means, if you're a yogurt person, enjoy the day. Kind of you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Before we get to what we're going to get to, I think the listeners have spoken. Last week we drafted a couple of fantasy pizza squads, and last I saw, the voters were saying that my
1: squad was kicking your squad's tail. I I don't know. The last I looked, it it was razor thin. Could have gone either way. Um, I can't believe. It. I think there there were quite a few listeners who were down on my Pudgy, pudgy's pizza selection. I don't understand. It's it's great pie. I stand by my selection.
0: As you should. Mm hmm don't really have a lot of choice now anyway, do you? No, I don't. Um,
1: but it's about loyalty, Kevin. Indeed, yeah. What are you going to talk about? I wanted to talk about, uh, for starters, the uh, Super Bowl. Everybody was down at it. Well, there's no scoring, so that automatically makes it a boring game. I'm not in that camp. So a receiver runs downfield, cornerback slips. He catches a 40-yard touchdown pass with no defender within 10 yards of him and that's an exciting play. <laughs> but a defender mimics whatever a wide receiver is doing is close enough to him to bat a ball down which happened, you know, probably between 5 and 10 times in that in that game. And that's boring because the defense beat the offense. Again, but if the offense beats the defense, now we have an exciting game. Um, no. <laughs> that's don't. all. Just no. <laughs> I, I like the game, and you know, people are gonna y'all get crushed for that too, probably. I but I, I thought it, it was a good game. We, we'll never see another thirteen to three Super Bowl. No, nothing even close to it. It was different, uh, refreshing. I say,
0: uh, indeed, and and for the same reason. That I, <clears throat> excuse me. Then I'll take a two-one baseball game over. You know, some eleven ten nonsense. <laughs> right. Um, it's just. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I, I think when you have a game like that, where it was, I think it was three to three heading into the fourth quarter every play becomes important. Yeah. If it was, you know, a 43-41 game, many of the plays are inconsequential. They just it doesn't matter because eventually the offense is going to win anyway. So,
0: I've seen enough of that this season
1: and in recent years. Mhm. Um We could talk some surprising scores on the the basketball court yesterday.
0: <laughs> One of which I saw, mm-hmm. and again,
1: not necessarily outcomes, mm-hmm.
0: but margins
1: mm-hmm. are what caught me. You had JC seventy three fifty three over Main well and. Uh, yeah, I saw Oneana 61-41 over Norwich. Again, like you said, not a big deal that J.C. and Oneana won, but the fact that they won by 20 points sort of caught my eye. wasn't one of, I Main finest
0: outings, um, and on the other hand, it, w- it was one of Johnson City's. And thus the 20-point difference... And it got away from Maine Endwell in a hurry. In That's a hurry, went in, in the second half. Uh, it was a four-point game, and then it was a 13-point game in the blink of an eye. And just kind of odd.
1: Mm-hmm. I saw J.C. earlier this season against Owego, and you saw it in glimpses. I mean, you saw that, you know, the, the team could play, but it – didn't sustain it throughout the game, and we ended up winning that game. I thought it was kind of interesting that uh, J.C. coach Bill Spalick was talking about, you know, consistency, you know, doing it for, you know, not having those lapses, I think is what he was getting at when he was talking to you. And it, it sounds like that they, they did a great job yesterday. Absolutely.
0: And mm-hmm. when you, you work on something, you concentrate on something, and you pull it off, Kind of makes the message easier to sell. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I guess we have to talk about some wrestling, Kevin. I think we should. Yeah, we got uh, Division One state qualifier at UE. Uh, that's ten a.m. Saturday, and uh, Division Two at Windsor. That starts. That's a two-day tournament. Starts five p.m. Friday and continues nine a.m. Saturday. Uh, on Saturday, the semifinals are supposed to start around 10 o'clock, and then I think the finals, you know, somewhere between 4 and 5 o'clock. Um, some interesting stuff. Um, one thing that uh, is interesting is when you start looking at brackets at this time of the year, you, you try and figure out why some are way like the 99-pound division two bracket is filled with the you know, 14 of the 16 slots are filled, and then the 106-pound class only has eight guys. And you start wondering, well, why is that? And then you you find out that Dante Geislinger is wrestling at 106 pounds, mm. defending state champion. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's the guy who makes the, you know, maybe 106-pounders, you know, start going on a big diet to get to 99 <laughs> yep. or eating heavy to get to 113. And it, it's interesting. In the Division One, 106-pound bracket, there are only two guys. Zach Levy from Horseheads and Blake Brooks from Elmira. Same two guys wrestled in the final last year. And you're thinking, well, why are there no uh, Section Four guys at 106? Well, 106 also happens to be the weight that Shenandoah's Steve o. Poland wrestles at, and he's like ranked second nationally in the country. He's the he beat. Uh, Geislinger 11 and nothing at the Eastern States last month so you know he's the kind of guy that can make wrestlers around the state opt for other weight classes So, Have you seen so him? I haven't seen him wrestle uh, Shenanda Hoa was at the division or the, the dual meet tournament but um, I did not see him wrestle I'm not sure if he was there that day um, but from everything I've heard, it sounds like he, he's a stud. Um, it, just little things, you know, guys who can make other kids run always always interests me. Um, Division one uh, on Saturday. I, I hope the state uses some common sense Div- uh, section four because it only has nine teams in Division one almost never gets wild cards. It just doesn't. I mean, they're eligible to get wild cards, but because there's only nine teams and Section 4 doesn't have a strong history, recently in Division One at the state tournament, I think the last time it's happened was 2013 that they've had a wild card. But, you know, this year it's shaping up. Horsehead's Devin Woodworth placed fourth in the state last year and Drew Witham from Corning are, are the top two seeds. Both kids have one loss. The loss was to each other, both by three to one scores. And, you know, Logan Gumble from Forks is also in the weight class, so there's no guarantee that, you know, those two guys are going to make it to the final. But it, assuming they do, you know, it's possible one of those guys won't be at the state meet. And, that would be a crime and especially if it's because the state is looking at this criteria where you know you have to be from a section that has a lot of teams that wrestle at division one and the past history which these two kids have nothing to do with I mean it's not their fault. That's what I was just
0: going to say (laughs) I mean throw out all the baloney that that doesn't shouldn't enter the equation Mm -hmm. and as you say
1: apply common sense don't 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 rob one of these two kids who are deserving. Right, I mean both of these kids have a legit shot for for podium finishes so why wouldn't you want both of those kids in that bracket and you know just kind of worried that maybe you know the state will just say well no we can't even consider these kids and that they should be considered. And looking around at uh, some matchups this year that uh, you know could be interesting um, in Division Two, uh, 132 pounds, uh, Brady Worthing, Tioga placed second in the state last year at 120 pounds. He's the top seed. Uh, Sydney's Zach Harrington, who I hadn't heard much about before this season. Um, He's a number two seed. Those two wrestled last weekend at Owego, and uh, Worthing won, but it came on a pin in overtime. So I'd be interested to see how that one turns out. Um, And 138. Uh, I think the top two seeds, John Worthing and Brody Olegsack, will probably both make it to Albany because they have good, you know, they both have really strong resumes. But uh, that could be an interesting final. Worthing's beaten Oliksek, uh twice this season, right around five point margins both times. Um, 152, Mikey Squires from Norwich. Reese Lockwood from Groton. Both guys went to the state meet last year. They met last week at Whitney Point class <coughs> meet. Squires won ten to five. Uh, that that could be another good one. Um, and uh, I wrote a story that I just posted today on the uh, website about the big guys. I I had a look
0: at that and. That sounds like it's going to be good stuff.
1: Mm hmm. It's, uh, you got, uh, you know, it's loaded. I mean, usually this is a, a weight class where you see a lot of buys because there just aren't a lot of, you know, that many big guys. But not only do we have a lot, but we have a lot of good ones. Trenton Rupert from Newark Valley, um, he's top seed. And I, I was looking up some information on him last night. Hasn't lost to a Section Four wrestler since his eighth grade season.
0: I read that and and I did a double take.
1: <laughs> That's highly uncommon. Yeah. And uh, but it, you know you watch him wrestle and he he does have that combination where you know strength wise he can overwhelm you and quickness wise he can do the same thing. And if you're wrestling in that weight class, and you got both of those things going for you, that's that's a nice combination.
0: Well, when he was healthy, fully healthy, he demonstrated the same two-way deal playing football because mm-hmm. he, could, he could just ragdoll you, or he could use his feet and get outside offensively or defensively. I mean, he, he just...
1: How many times down. did you see him, like, not this year. I mean, he came back this year about midway through the football season. And, you know, you could kind of tell the mobility wasn't there. But, you know, the year that Newark Valley won the state championship in football, you know, how many times did you see him 15 yards downfield finishing blocks and just, you know, pancaking kids. So, But yeah. also
0: that, that showed me, suggested to me something about conditioning as well. Mm-hmm. A big boy to be moving around as, as well as he
1: did and as consistently as he did. Yeah. And uh, so you have him, you got uh, Tyler Rice from Norwich, who's just a sophomore. But, uh, you know, he and Rupert uh, finished second and third, respectively, at the Eastern States Classic. Um, they met each other there in the semifinal. Rupert won six nothing, so it's it's possible they could see each other again. Uh, Dylan Hauschneck from Odessa Montour Watkins Glen is seeded third. He's thirty three and two this year. His only losses this year came against Rupert and uh, Steven Taylor. He he placed sixth in the state last year. He and Hauschneck actually uh, wrestled this past weekend. Good match, 1-1 heading into overtime, and then Hauschnick uh, got a takedown and some back points in overtime to win that. But, uh, you know, but any matches involving those four will be uh, be interesting to watch. I always keep an eye out for
0: who's that fourth seed who's going to hit it big. What's the What's the surprise going to be? You know that, that's what I. It, it's fine and dandy when things go according to script
1: and you get some great matches, but mm-hmm. just that story. I think that's going to be be tougher. It's going to be possible, I think, in some weight classes where somebody could emerge, but there's a lot of top heavy weight classes, especially in division two. I mean, you, you look over division two. And, you know, you see Walton Delhi's Caleb Robinson, he's placed in the state three times. He's he's a stud. You get 126, his teammate Chandler Merwin. He finished runner-up in the state last year. Brady Worthing at 132 finished runner-up in the state last year. John Worthing has placed runner-up in the state. He's going for his fourth sectional title. He might be the best pound-for-pound wrestler in Section 4. His teammate, Austin Lamb, at 145, has placed in the state meet twice. Squires from Norwich has done the same. Okay, so you're saying there's going to be no surprise. I I don't know that there's going to be no surprise, but I'm saying that that there is some top-heavy Section 4 kids who, you know, there, there could be some lopsided finals this year, just because the the good kids are are really good, and that could bode well in a couple weeks in Albany, where you're going to see some, some Section Four kids doing some good things. You got anything else? I don't. I think uh, I think that might be it for this week. I,
0: as we were talking, I just finished the worst, possibly the worst cup of coffee I've ever had. The cafe, I snuck into the cafe just before it closed. So it clearly was that bottom of the barrel stuff. It was awful.
1: I hate coffee. Mm-hmm. I can't even be around it. The smell of it is just, it, it, I can't do it. And... uh I accidentally took a swig of coffee the other day. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, it was one of those deals where I just sat down where my wife was just sitting, and she loves coffee. And I thought I was grabbing my cup, and I grabbed her cup. Yeah, that that's a nightmare for me. That was just awful. I can't tell you how much I dislike the taste and the smell, and they have a whole... I mean, I was positive it was my cup. Uh, I've had nightmares, Kevin. That's Absolute unfortunate. Nightmares. Yeah. I'll call a wrap. Sounds good.
0: Maybe we do this next week next week.